What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 343. On this episode, I'm joined by Bradster X. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, TikTok, dabs, pot talk, cigarettes, music talk, producing, video games, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? Uh, first thing we're getting to is the Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcastmo. You go there, you give a dollar more a month, you get early access to all these glorious episodes. Um, people really been liking them. They've been real good. Uh, make sure you're, you're keeping up. Um, all right, if you give enough money, you'd be a better fan, a co-producer of the podcast. That's what we call it. Um, we've lost one, a, a one we had for 32 months straight. So we appreciate them, but it's gonna be so hard to keep remembering not to say this one. Um, so patrons are my mother. It's your boy H2.com graveyard entertainment and, uh, the forgotten one. So, uh, yeah, we lost Marshall, the Dharma initiative bear. I know everyone loves hearing that one. We've, we have jokes on the internet of how great it is. Um, he got a new card and uh, he hit me up. was like, I don't know how to change it. And I was, I responded how, but you know, I'm not hating. He might not even listen and just been like, I'm done with this podcast. And that's totally cool. Um, but if anyone wants to fill that void, we would appreciate it. And if you don't have the money, well, more, we will probably keep doing this for a little while, regardless. Um, all right. Also have a merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast. Mo, go there, uh, give any money or buy a shirt. That's what I meant to say. Go there, buy a shirt. Um, also other shit, but the shirts I think are the coolest. So check that out. Um, all right, this week we're calling the homie Brad. Uh, basically I didn't schedule anybody this week. And then I had this crazy idea of trying to get Brad and CJ to call in, but then Brad could only do it this time. And CJ never responded of when he could. So we were just like, well, you know, we'll just roll with it. And maybe someday we'll be able to pull off this two people calling it at once thing. I think I can. Um, but today We'll uh, get Brad in here and, and talk about music and pot and shit. So uh, let's give him a call. Babe, get the lube. I'm going on the podcast. Oh, you're going to fuck on the podcast? That's an interesting I tactic. We could. Right, right. That's like, uh, I don't. I know you're not really on TikTok, but there's this really funny trend. And I laugh every time I see the videos, you know, it's kind of played out where it's like some hot girl being like, instead of judging your boyfriend for gaming, you should be under the desk supporting him. Right. And it's like this implying that you'd be under the desk, give him a blowjob. But every time it cuts to some girl and I'd be like, God, you fucking suck at this. Why are you keep dying all the time? And like, I don't know. It makes me laugh every time I see that fucking video. I've seen some of them. You, you, you know, what bothers me about the TikTok thing is like how everybody's using the same, like there's this one, it's like just a crowd cheering and everybody has the same joke of like, when I leave the house, this is what my girl thinks is happening. And it's like this crowd cheering. Yeah. Right. And it's like, everybody does it. Every, I don't get it. Everybody just steals the same joke and it goes around like a thousand times. I'll see like 50 people doing it. I'm like what is going on? What is good is also bad about TikTok. you know, like every other technology, but it's really good at once you, feed it enough the algorithm will spit out shit that it it's pretty sure you're gonna like right but then you start seeing the same thing like i see this hank hill song uh 
being like, I keep that thing on me. God damn it, Bobby. And it's like so funny, right? It's like this rap song of Hank Hill. But then uh, I saw one of those that's like, if you look at it, this there's less than like however many views on this. It's just if you're in the algorithm for it, you keep seeing it. But it actually hadn't went viral yet, you know. And so you do find yourself in weird shit. Um, I also saw another. I think I think someone still tweets as well. They still really good tweets to make TikToks out of them. So it's like this real dog eat dog world. But uh, where someone's like, you know, you see all these youth pastors complaining that TikToks are all chicks in bikinis and they don't realize that's their algorithm. You know, like right. they are the ones watching that. And so it's going to keep yeah. showing it to them. They're, they're like outing themselves there. Right. That's good shit. Um, one thing I did want to touch on is through this podcast. So a long time ago, we brought it up. And I'm bringing it up again the G pin connect. So you've recently got a G pin connect. Hopefully I'm, t- I'm sure you're totally cool with me uh, sharing that info. Um, of course. And I got one about a year ago, maybe, I don't know, sometime during fucking quarantine. And I was going to get, uh, you know, the thing that everyone has, the, the electronic dab rigs. I can't remember. Puffco. I was going to get a Puffco, but they were like super, super expensive. And I tweeted yeah, like- about it. And some random dude, I don't know who it was. I don't even think he follows me anymore or whatever, but he was like, Hey bro, you should look into a G pen connect. Mine's awesome. And then I Googled it and was like, Oh, this is awesome. I already have, you know, a normal dab rig and I can just put this in place of the bowl. So if you don't know, it's a, it goes in place of your, you know, your normal bowl or your banger or whatever the fuck on your dab rig, but it's electronic and it's got this big battery pack and uh, you load your dab in it and then you just double click this button and then when the light says it's ready, you hit it, and it's amazing. It's like the fucking best dab thing ever, in my opinion. And I've been, I just started using it last night with my water bong, and it's fucking I don't know. It knocked me the fuck out. Yeah. Like, you know, and I and I mean I hit it today, hoping you know, just to see what happened. It was early. I got, I got baked. I you know, so I just I keep hitting it throughout the day, but. Last night, I don't know what happened. It was like I hit it, I laid down, and that was it. Game over. Like that was my introduction to it. And I'm like, I love this thing. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, I the thing that really sold me for anyone out there, if y'all do dabs, you know, you if you have an old school, you know, the little glass with the torch, it, that is good. I mean, I enjoyed that as well. But it was like you load it and then you hit it all that in one hit, you know, and that was all it was. But this, like, you can load like half as much, and it goes like four times as long. You know, you just keep getting hits out of it. You're like, oh, my God, this is great. And especially if you use it for a while, like stuff's just built up in there. You know, you could have nothing in it and you hit it and you'll get a good hit. So, right. It's a it's a quite a cool contraption out there. And I think it, it's more than paid off itself. You know, as far like I said, the amount I used to have to buy versus how much I currently do really helped. See, out. I, I think I saw a connection for it that you can also use cartridges on it, which that would be cool, too. Right. See, I've. The only cartridges I ever normally see are the distillate cartridges here. I don't see many of like not that. So like I just don't even care about cartridges because I don't like the distillate. Yeah, see, we we do have distillate here, but there's uh the what is it live resin? Um, tons of live resin cards. So I I tend to stick to them. Right. Um. Yeah. If we had those, that would be good. I don't know. Uh, but I, I don't know if you've ever tried those HTE cards. I have not. I'm not. There, I forget what it actually stands for, but it's like a little. It's like a different kind of extract, and more like terps are put into it or something. It, it's all right. It's like a lighter high. Like it's a, it's a different high. It's not as heavy. 
Well, it could have easily been the strain that I smoked that day, but Snappy's really got it in my head uh, since we talked about it like a week or two ago about how all the growers now they're trying to decrease the CBD to increase the terps, you know, like you got to kind of sacrifice one for the other to get the THC number up. And that's why the weed now isn't hitting like you remember, like because even though this shit has like such good numbers it's okay, you know, but like, and maybe again, maybe my tolerance is just so high because I haven't had a tea break in fucking seven years or some shit. But, um, I yeah, I'm having the same problem. Like, right, you just get so high. So, like, I'm kind of looking for some CBD, uh, some shit that's on CBD to, to see if, like, you smoke that, if that feels like more of what you remember, you know, because there isn't as much body anymore, you know, it isn't really right that it's. I, you're doing it for There's the no ritual. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just different. And uh, I mean, I get excited about a high number as well, but I just that's that doesn't matter. You to me, I just have to look at it, and I'm like, that looks. I mean, good. there's number hunters out there, but like, you know, it's not like I go for the lowest numbers. But right. at the same time, I try not to really make num have numbers like make too much of a difference because. From what I hear, they're just testing like the very top buds that they got of that strain that they're using, as long as it's the same, like off the same plant. So they'll just take it right off the same, you know, the very top, which is going to be the most potent. Right. And then, you know, the rest of it just, you know, it's hard, it's hard to judge what the percentage of everything is. It's just going with one. Well, we so have, of course, uh, something some dispensaries do here, and y'all's, yours might as well, is they'll have like uh you know the bigger buds of it's like however is like you know eight dollars a gram but then you can get like the small buds of the exact same harvest you know same numbers but the mm. buds are smaller and those like three dollars a gram and i'm like i feel what? weird if i'm just not gonna buy the small bud version even though i prefer big buds of course you know but it's like well if this is all gonna get ground up at the end of the day i feel like your prices over there are incredible because we got smalls but it's definitely not three dollars a gram like they might knock twenty dollars off like the quarter or the eighth but it's there's not much of a difference in well, price the place smalls. yeah not all of them are a good price i mean there's a few i've heard are expensive uh, like there's a place a couple blocks from me but every time i went in there they were so much more expensive than everywhere else and they're trying to look high end you know it's like right. you know, it's all like futuristic looking and shit compared to everywhere else <laughs> and so i was like i don't like this and we have this the, the place i go and i know snappy you know works at two separate places different places that i'm about to mention and i know i, w- I should go support his place but this place was a the head shop when i was in college it was the only head shop in town forever and so they smartly and they had to be on the outside of town like they're outside of city limits because the city wouldn't allow them to have the head shop in town but now they have this dispensary and they don't have to pay city taxes so like you right. don't you get out of that and it's like oh that's pretty cool so you got to drive like a mile or two out you know further than normal um but I go out there and they have the biggest selection, but they have shit like from four twenty to six o'clock every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, everything six dollars a gram, like even their top shelf shit. And their top shelf is all just ten dollars a gram. They don't even go above that. So it's uh, they just have such a huge selection. Um, they kind of dominated the market or whatever. I guess they take a hit on some and others, but it really works out. But you do go to some places that's like, you know, fifteen dollars a gram and it looks horrible. And I'm like, well, no, I don't want, I don't want that at all. Like, I bought a forty dollar um, ounce uh, this week because they had them, and I was like, well, let me check them out. And I was like, that looks really fucking good for forty dollars an ounce. So yeah, I'll get one of those. See the uh, here, I haven't seen anything bigger than a quarter sold at once. 
Uh, like you can grab in most places, you can grab as much as you want, but in one like package, I haven't seen anything more than a quarter. And usually it's, you're looking at like 90 bucks for that quarter, even for small flour for some brands. Right. Well, so I, I normally uh, get a la carte, if you will. You know, I'm like, I want a quarter of this quarter of that uh, when I go. But when I they have these ounce deals, I have to look them. And sometimes they are old, scraggly looking shit. But this recently one, uh, I just was really surprised. I was like, man, that looks just as good as your fucking other shit. So, yeah, I'll get one of those. Um, so you kind of just have to check it out. But it'll be like all pre-packed. Like you'll go in and it's already the ounces are already packaged up. You know, it took me about a year, but to sift through like the brands and which grows are good around here and stuff. But yeah, like now that's that, a big part you know, of it. I figured it out. It's like I can see what's on sale and see like even a brand I don't fuck with usually, but I might like one or two of their strains. And it's like, oh, it's like 42 and eighth. I'll grab that. Fuck it. You know, because that's that's good for here. And then at the end of the year last year, that place I went to were having some deal with like they were trying to clear out their old stock. So it was like random days you'd go in. It's like all of these things are $60 an ounce. And like it was even like shit that was normally really, you know, their top end shit. So I just kept going in and getting more and more. And then I stocked up on a bunch of shit. I love that. Um, plus, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys have it over there too, like rewards points. Um, Yeah, most places do. Yeah, like we we just started getting more places around us that do. The, we had a place that was like. 40 minutes away that did for a while so we had to like really make it worth it to go there but now that a lot more places are it's like shit really adds up you know right well people you, everyone did it first for us when, and things used to be a lot more expensive than what i'm saying you know this has taken a couple years and the market got flooded there's too many growers i think we have right. more growers in like any other state somehow even though like no one knows what the fuck they're doing so like it's just uh things got different but um <laughs> yeah, you go in and people give you these reward points and you go in and like, hey, we're changing our system. So like one place I quit going to them because they changed their system and deleted all my points. And then they acted like it was totally fine. I was like, fuck you, man. Like I was so pissed about it. And uh, but the place I go all the time now, it's like 900 points is five dollars off, you know, or whatever. And I don't really know what fucking constitutes a point. I don't really ask. But yeah, every time they're like, hey, do you have, you have 20 dollars of rewards? Do you want to use it? And I always save it. Until I'm like close to payday and I'm like, you know what? Let's use that. And then I got like $50 off and you just feel like fucking uh, badass. Tough. I see. I don't even like look at the points that I have at most places until, you know, the time comes where we're kind of hurting. And right. it's just like, oh, well, we got this much. We're grabbing this and then we'll see how much points we got. And then like sometimes it really is just like, wow, that's like, this really worked. All right. Right. And then I'm, I remember one place they were like, uh, Oh, by the way, we're getting rid of our reward points, but you have this much left. And I went, all right, I'll go ahead and use that. And then I knew walking out, like, I will never be back. Like, you just told me, uh, do you want to use the rest of this shit and then never come back again? And I was like, yes, that sounds great. <laughs> yes, I would, sir. <laughs> it was a uh, very, very odd. Um, but anyway, I'm sure a lot of people don't care at all about our uh, dirty drug habits, but uh, they call it California sober. You know, we don't do real drugs, but you do weed. And I'm I'm cool with that. You know, I've been California sober. Uh, I don't know, probably like five years now. It's not longer, really. Yeah, I probably, I'm going on probably about ten or so. I'd have to remember moments. <laughs> but well, yeah. I guess I, I drank at my wedding. If you're counting drinking too, but I really I don't do shit anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'll drink. Yeah, I guess every once in a while. Um, but I it is very very rare. I need to start more because my parents own a liquor store now, and so I just feel like it's something I should 
some, <laughs> get some interest in. Um, I don't know how long. Really started drinking havoc. <laughs> yeah, it's because I need to know. You know, they gave me this. Uh, I don't know some fucking whiskey little shooter or whatever, and I put it in my Dr Pepper the other day. I was like, well, that just ruined that. You know what the fuck did I do that for? <laughs> I mean, I would drink tonight. I have nothing really against drinking. It's just I, I just hate waking up the next day. Right. So it's just like as I get older, I'm like, yeah, that next day, the I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm sure I briefly told this already, but I'll tell it again. Uh, the wife went out with some coworkers to a Mexican bar, drank way too many tequilas. I think they double shotted her up in the tequilas uh, uh, in the margarita. And <clears throat> she came home, which I get a ride or whatever. And she was like, I mean, she was more tipsy than she's been in a long, long time, you know, and she kept trying to go to sleep and it was like seven 30. And I was like, <laughs> listen, you have to stay awake and eat something and drink water or you are going to hate it tomorrow. And she did, right. you know, I forced her to, and, uh, I think it was all for the better. It didn't have too bad of a hangover, but yeah, if you fucking drink and you pass out, uh, at this age, I mean, geez, it's the worst, like water. I try to drink for every, like say I'm drinking beer for every beer I have. I'll drink like at least you know, a few sips of water, you know, as I go along and just, I try to now because growing up, I didn't at all. And then I wondered why I'm all hung over and feel like shit. And it's like, oh, water's a thing. Well, honestly, I do think I'm somewhat of an addict and marijuana just fills that void. Uh, Me too. The best, right? Even. It's like, I mean, I'm not even going to act like it's like, I mean, yes, I'm, I have a lot of back pain and different shit, you know, that I actually have my medical card for. Um, but... I, I do think it just fulfills that uh, addict void and it does the least amount of damage. So it works the best for me, you know, um, right. but whenever I was in college and I got arrested uh, for marijuana, like my second month in college. And then I had to quit for a few months as I waited court and shit like that. And I, I really tried my hardest to not do it, but eventually, you know, it came back cause it was meant to be. And, um, but I was drinking a lot, you know, I joined a fraternity and I was just going to these parties every night and I was getting fucked up. Like, I mean, I was enjoying the drinking, you know, it was a good time. And then, uh, the night I turned 21, I, I just, I lost all desire for it. Like I drank one shot, one beer. I was like, all right, guys, I'm going home. And then I just, I don't know. It just something happened where I didn't care as much anymore. And, uh, I think I was also taking school more seriously. So I just couldn't party. And now when people drink, I'm like, y'all sure y'all don't want to smoke weed though. You know, it's like so hard for me <laughs> not to <laughs> get in that mindset. Uh, so I heard, uh, speaking of smoking, I heard your new song you sent me earlier called Black Lungs. And uh, I liked it. You know, I thought something about the beginning, it starts off a little slow. And I feel like you need like maybe some delays or stutter, something in there. You some know, intro, yeah. something needs to happen like all fun there. But in general, I thought it was uh, fun, you know, and it leans into your whole pro cigarette stance. <laughs> yeah, pro cigarette stance. It's kind of what it's, what, what has happened, hasn't it? Yeah, you're like, uh, I, really I, love I, defending it. Like, well, I I really do like smoking, but I'm not necessarily, I'm not saying to smoke. I don't think if you haven't smoked or if you're trying to quit, I think you should. I like, I'd love to quit, but it, it's like this constant fucking like, you know, I don't know. You know, how you know long, what it is. Yeah. How long have you? So I smoked, uh, I started when I was 19. I dipped before, but I started smoking cigarettes at 19 and then I quit. I think when I was, shit, I guess it's been what, four years now. So I think I was 29 or 30. We'll just say 30. So I smoked like 11 years. Well, I was, 
I'm 34 now. I was 13 whenever I smoked my first cigarette, but I wasn't like smoking regularly. Um, I was probably like 15 and I was like, you know, I started picking up a habit, like a daily habit of it. And then by 16 or so, you know, I was getting cigarettes like, you know, as much as I could until I was 18 and able to buy them myself. And then it was just full blown. I've just been almost a pack a day since then. Now I'm a pack a day easy, but it's, it's slowly increased. And it's like, I never really wanted to smoke this long, but I don't know. It's the hardest thing like I've ever had to quit. And I mean, I've yeah mainlined fucking heroin and this is fucking like just insanely more addictive and it does nothing for you. And I just don't, I don't know. Well, there isn't it's, the it's, stigma that comes with being a heroin addict with smoking cigarettes. So I think that also plays into it. Like it's kind of, exciting. right. Uh, and I mean, you know, I, I only say that cause I've been clean for so long and like, you know, just, I, it's not even a thing in my life anymore that I've just accepted what happened. And, you know, me being an addict was a thing and it, I, you know, will always be a thing, I suppose in my life. So, I mean, I've, and and I think cigarettes are like the, the last, uh, real addiction that I had. It was the first and the last that I'm stuck on. That's like just an everyday thing. I can't fucking stop besides like maybe caffeine. Uh, cause that's a thing, you know, and weed sugar. I've, I think sugar and sugar. I have a couple Netflix documentaries about like how bad sugar is for you that we've had saved for years because we're like, someday we're going to stop. We're going to watch these and we're going to cut out sugar. But we we're so scared to watch it because we know we probably won't. And then we'll just have all this knowledge of how stupid we are. Uh, (laughs) But it is a thought. It's like they don't even, you know, you don't even want to know because like ignorance is bliss. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Talking about cigarettes, I think uh, something funny, uh, I think I'm sure I've told this before, but I I started smoking weed like right when I turned 18 for some reason. I waited so I could be like tried as an adult. And um, we had this kid that moved from Dallas who was like a meth addict. And I didn't actually know all that. But once we asked him to smoke weed, he was like, fuck, yes, you know, God damn it, finally. And then that quickly <laughs> led to. Uh, us going that he was from the Dallas area. So we went to this town called Louisville. That's like outside of Dallas and uh, was like buying Coke in the soccer park uh, from this black dude that had like this dude, this Coke ball was the size of a volleyball and I'm not even lying. And I've told that to so many people that think I'm lying, but like I did, I never saw Coke before. So it didn't stick out to me that that was a lot. You know, he's got in the back seat with me and everyone else was up front uh, on this right. deal. And then he just broke off this little bit for a hundred dollars, which was like an eight ball. And then we bought this eight ball. And then I was like, oh, my God, I started doing the math like he had like uh, t- ten thousand plus dollars of, you know, coke. easy, like, like, easy you know, like it was so crazy. Um, and uh, anyway, so we done this coke and it was a good time. But that night was the first time I smoked cigarettes because someone put coke on the you know, a nummy, if you will. And I smoked right. it. And then um I called someone and was like, I'm so happy. 
And then when I was coming down, I called that same person was like, this is the saddest I've ever been. I don't know if this is worth it. You know, like, so I was always very aware. And I think that's why I never got like super addicted to anything because I could always be in it for the experience. But that was the first time I really did smoke cigarettes and it didn't stick. And then I started dipping when I got to college because other people dipped and it was like just something to do. And then when my grandfather showed me his gums were all like fucking black and because he dipped at one time, I was like, oh, fuck that. And so then I started smoking cigarettes and that's kind of how that happened. And yes, it was super hard to quit. I had to take Shantix. I'm sure I maybe could have done it without it, but I tried many, many times to go cold turkey. I never made it a whole day. You know, like if I was like, today's the day I don't have a cigarette. I was having a cigarette that day. You know, I could never, I could never go a whole day. I just had to. And I, I'm just, I'm so argumentative, even with myself that like, even though nothing's happening, I'm arguing with myself of why it's okay that I could have one and shit like that. You know, I'm just going to do that. And so, yeah, you weigh your options in your head like, well, you know, I can have one now and it's only one. Right. I, you know, I would have had 12 yesterday or, you know, if. Yeah, you're like, I'm doing good. I mean, compared to. Right. Me. And I bet I told people I'd done a pack a day for years. That's and, classic addict talking. That's why it translates over. So, but, you know. Right. Well, I, I used to tell people, like, I only do a pack a day forever. But when I, to be honest, I was close to two packs a day. You know, maybe I was like a pack and three fourths of a pack. But you like tell yourself, like, that's just still a pack, you know, because I'll buy one pack today and then one tomorrow. But you're like, you're. You just start like making shit like uh, try to be okay or whatever. And then I took Shantix, which I've said many times, the biggest issue with it is it can make you be suicidal. I I have that issue in general already. And um, I just lied to the doctor. I said, nope, never happened to me. And then uh, I'm not saying you should lie to your doctor, but that's what I did. And uh, but I did tell my wife and she like kept an eye on me and make sure I was cool and everything was good. But then honestly, like a month in, I had barely stop smoking any cigarettes because my doctor was like listen we'll give you this shit for a year you don't have to be on a plan you know play it slow uh because there used to be this like really strict plan that you had to do it in three months or something and uh, i was like all right cool and so i just really wasn't even trying and then about a month in i was like that is weird i haven't even tried to quit i'm gonna try to quit tomorrow and then i just did you know, so it obviously worked because I tried that. Let me just quit tomorrow idea so many times and it never worked. But it like literally blocks the fucking brain receptors for nicotine. So uh, I I have to recommend it. But I also know like some motherfuckers kill themselves on it. You know, so it is what it is. I think my main motivator is going to be the day that I sit down and add it up and do the math on yep. how much I've been spending because like I've just refused to look at it like I don't even want to fucking know where I said before ignorance is bliss. It's like, that's where I'm at here. I just don't even want to fucking know. I just want to enjoy my cigarettes and fucking not right. even know that. See, I used to do the math all the time. I did the math constantly because, uh, I, that was like, I thought would be my biggest motivational factor because you know, that is kind of what I care about the most is the money. You know, I didn't really care so much about the health or whatever. I cared also a great deal about how much I smelled, you know, and it was hard. I smoked Thank menthols you. and I believe you do as well. Uh, which are different. I think people that smoke normals are smell even worse, but I started working with this guy and he had told me he smoked for years and years and years. And then he quit and he was quit for like five, six years, something like that. Right. And then his mom died and then he started again. And now he's up to 
you know, two packs a day or some shit. And he smells so bad. I mean, I like the guy a lot, but he just smells his whole clothes reek of it because he just gets in his car, especially in the winter, you know, rolls those windows up, just fucking puffs of cigarettes or whatever. And it's just like, oh, man, if I, I don't want to smell like that, you know, and he clearly has a uh, COPD. I think is what it's called. We're like, he'll just start fucking coughing and hacking. And I was getting, you know, I, I just started noticing me hacking up a lot of shit. And I was like, God damn it. I can't I don't want to be like this, dude. So like that also was a big motivational factor. Um yeah, I'm starting to notice some of the health issues that, you know, so it's like, a, see, I would like to add nicotine to weed as a choice to wean off of it so that I can still smoke something, but I'm getting a little bit of nicotine. And then before I know it, I'm just like smoking weed instead. Right. Well, you but, can also get like nicotine free cigarettes, maybe trick you into doing the ritual, but not getting the nicotine. Uh, right. You know, there's always it's really, that's what it is, is what I like. Like, if I could just smoke weed all day, I would, but it's a lot more expensive to do that, right? A lot more expensive, that is for sure. Well, I also think picking up making beats, I started making beats uh, two months before I quit cigarettes, you know, so like. It was a big thing because I don't smoke in my house, uh, which also helps my wife, you know, does it. She has asthma. So, you know, I can't smoke in my house. And that changed my relationship with cigarettes a great deal when you have to go outside and it's kind of a nuisance. And she's like, right. That. Um, but also I would want to smoke in front of like my expensive ass speakers at the moment. You know, I pay a lot of money for those. I know you can ruin them. Uh, but, you know, those first couple months I was going outside, taking a break from beats. But now, like, I just sit at this computer for hours on end without getting up or like I used to play video games. I'd have to stop to have a cigarette and I would think like that's so normal. But now the idea that I'd pause what I'm doing uh, to, to go have a cigarette, you know, I'm like, what? Well, that's so stupid. But I understand like when you're in it, you just think it's, this is life, you know, or whatever. And especially when I was in college, everyone smoked, like everyone that was cool smoked. I hate to say it, um, but you know, and you would like all oh, y'all would go have a smoke break or you get a job. Like I, my job at this call center type place. And it was like, if you go smoke, you get to go, outside into a smoke break area and chat with some people and like you know like it was worked into the culture a little bit i think they're pushing it out i think that was a part of it was that everybody like it was more of an outcast if you didn't smoke uh, out of people that i knew right like everybody around here smoked at that time you know i don't rather that's still that heavy i don't know i don't really know but you know everybody i know still generally smokes or has recently quit or right well when you go out and drink uh you know like i was saying when i was in college or whatever uh everyone was smoking you know like early even if they didn't smoke well i had a beer i'm gonna have a cigarette you know so it was uh definitely a part of it but i was like like my friend powwow he he quit so many times you know like he'd be like right, i quit for a few months and then i'll come back and then i quit and, I, and i'd always be like i cannot do that like i just never understood how he could so easily uh quit cigarettes and not smoke them and then come back and smoke them and i was like man that's fucking crazy I mean, at first, whenever I couldn't get cigarettes, I mean, that's kind of how it was for me. It was just kind of a a luxury thing on the side where, but it's just, it got worse and worse as I got older, you know, it was just, a, but it was more just sneaking it on the side and like, I could steal one or two off my parents because they smoked. And then when my sister started smoking and like, and it's funny because I even ratted her out for smoking because she ratted me out for so much shit. I finally had her on something and I'm like, Ooh, mom. She got fucking cigarettes. Like, and I don't know. It just, then I just started stealing them from her. And yeah, it grew and grew. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, it, I think starting know, I think, with uh, dip, it was like, it's a different sort of addiction. Um, 
and it just, but it translated over to when I started cigarettes. I was like, I need more cigarettes, you know, because I was already like a dip you can keep in forever. You know, like you don't ever even have to take it out if you didn't want to. I mean, of course you should, but like, uh, and it just rips your fucking, like there's pain involved. And then you start craving your lip being ripped and you're like, mm. See, even whenever now I, I uh, well, when I was writing that black lung song, what I had in my head was like, some sort not a superhero but like some sort of character you know like that where like they called me black lungs like where he's just like this horrible hacking fucking he's got like 10 cigarettes hanging out of his mouth he's just this useless fucking superhero guy but like i know that's not what it came across as but in my head whatever i was doing it like i don't know it, it's I'd like to one day make an anti-smoking song whenever I quit smoking, since now there's two songs. Uh, well, this well, there's about to be two songs out that um, are more of odes to smoking. Right. That are anthems. But yeah, it's not something I advocate. We really, I guess like, I don't, I wouldn't want to say go smoke if you haven't smoked. And I, I mean, say, uh, just thinking about it, all those ads they did for our generation did not work at all. Remember those truth commercials? And it was like yeah. they put rat poison and they did like list all this shit. And maybe some people saw that and they're like, then I'll never smoke. It didn't affect me at all. Like I didn't like cigarettes because my mom smoked when I was younger and I made her quit because I was a little asshole. And so she liked to give me shit when I started. But, uh, you know, just this idea that that's how they scared you and i'm like man they should just and i think their tactic now of just making it so fucking expensive like they just keep the prices are going up and up and up you know yeah it's almost uh well it's like 26 dollars in the morning for two packs for me like a pack for me a pack for my wife and a drink yeah it's crazy i quit when it was like right before it got to six dollars a pack so like right before I started ramping up, because they had beer, they're like, and I understand here it's probably cheaper than there. Uh, but it's it was like four dollars a pack when I started. And my mom used to be like, You're crazy. When I smoked, it was 50 cents a pack. And I'd be like, Okay, mom, whatever. And then uh, right. <laughs> like, I mean, that don't affect me. And then I did the same shit then. It's like I said I'd quit when I when that was at five dollars. I'm like, if I have to spend more than a five on a pack of cigarettes it's ridiculous well and i don't know how you are but i was kind of i'm kind of brand picky i guess and i was like i smoke marbles you know like and everyone's like well, that's the expensive ones i'm like but they're the best you know and so right. i would just uh keep fucking buying the expensive ones and uh I don't yeah know. i buy newports it's like the fucking almost the top of the line right like. yeah it's right up there and they'll be come out these like cheap ass ones or whatever you know and i get it some people have to do that but to me that would be the moments like when I'd borrow like a Paul Mall menthol from someone and I'm like, well, bro, I wouldn't even fucking smoke if I bought the like, how are you even addicted to this? You know, some maybe that is the key. But um, anyway, so other music shit, what y'all just put out detour, right? That's like what your third uh, project that have my beats, I think. Yeah, it's uh, um, what's the. Yeah, second or third. Altogether, it's like the third in this little line of uh, going to circles, road to nowhere, um, and now detour. Yeah, but one of those I didn't produce. You're right. You're right. Uh, um, dead ends in there, but you were involved in all of them. And somehow, you know, you right. had a verse on dead end and produced on road to nowhere. Right. And uh, you know, I like uh, 
the content, you know, stepping up how much content you're putting out. You know, I think right now I'm making a lot of music. I feel like I just have so much just in the vault, if you will. And that's a cool feeling, but I've typically never have that much, you know? Um, if I don't have like four or five songs on deck, then I start to get Nancy. Right. You know, I'm like, oh shit, I'm running out. Like, but then I, you know, it's almost reverse effect. Cause right now I have, just a ton of shit sitting and I'm like, well, I got this, I got this, I got this. And I have it all separated on my desktop in different sections. You know, so it's, I know exactly what there is for the most part. Right. Yeah. I have, um, two projects, I internet friends for, which still just waiting on people to give me stuff. They have till the end of the month. I have a feeling our homie CJ, I don't know if he's going to make the album. You know, he has had no, uh, urgency, to do his, to do anything on it so we'll see but hopefully he does and uh you know so i'm kind of waiting on that but in the meantime working on this uh new me album which i think is kind of a dumb name but i'm gonna go with it anyway and uh i'm gonna do the standard little kid picture on the album you know i feel like that's what, the way i'm heavily leaning and uh it should be a good time you're benjamin button on these bitches exactly the and- first one you're an adult no you're a kid yeah, exactly. And they'll be like, what the fuck? But that's how Lil Wayne did it. See, and uh, Lil Wayne went on, what was it, Carter 3, he went with Little Kid Picture, and then 4 and 5. But Carter 1 and 2, he was himself, you know, so uh, or his his current age when he put those out. Uh, but I just feel like, you know, who knows how many albums I'll, I'll put out. And, you know, I feel like everyone has to have that one where they have their Little Kid Picture. So I'm going to I'm going to fulfill that here. Um I also feel weird having a picture of me as a little kid with so many features, but I don't really care. You know, I don't know. I don't guess it really matters. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still your album, you know, right. Right. And, um, Oh, one thing I'll announce here. I don't know the exact rules. So, but I'm going to say I'm here from what I understand them at the moment. Uh, I've told you about this yesterday. Karma has the song coming out called rent free. Uh, there's with my beat, you know, and I sent her a beat pack last year or whenever that was like I sent you and other people and it was a beat off of that. So she was all, um, you know, hey, is it cool if we use this beat for this remix contest? And I was like, yeah, man, that's fucking awesome to me. And then she mentioned how in her last uh, remix contest, she bought first, second and third place people beat leases to that the producer who produced that one and i was like well that's fucking badass you know so i tell you i'm yeah, down with cool. that and then i was like even if they're on distro kid and they want to shoot me a percentage though they can get an exclusive you know for the price of at least you know i mean i'll be real cool so i was trying to like really hop it up so if that all goes to plan like that y'all should all uh if you're listening to this go do a verse for karma's rent free challenge uh i'm going me and skinny i believe are going to do some podcast about it where we judge the verses and uh Oh shit! So we'll see how that all plays out. There you go. I mean, he might be. You never know it. Skinny does not give me a heads up on what drugs he's gonna take, um, but he shows up on them, you know. And I just we do have a uh, tripping song coming out. It's an answer (laughs) to bad trip. It'll be good trip. Uh, But that you know that that, that's that's a little ways down. But you know that's. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. You better really kill that one because bad trip. I think is still up there's like in a top five song of y'all's. Uh, I think you'll dig it. I, uh, it'll be coming out. Uh, I don't, not a date, but within the next couple months, there's there's two singles coming. I just don't have like dates or nothing. I haven't really thought about it. I've been like pushing detour and all that, and working on this other shit. Got this conspiracy album coming out. There's like 
we we're doing uh kind of a solo thing in between here because he has uh Coop has um a we don't really know the title but it's kind of like Coop San Diego like he's just kind of going around the world he's making songs about different countries around the world and uh one of your beats actually made that I gotta send that to you ching and, chong um, ching chong chong is it like super racist <laughs> like that it it is kind of stereotypical, but he makes it like tasteful, like because it's like funny enough, and he knows like a lot of foreign guys from his job, who have all like you know, gave him the blessing. So right, he's okay with doing it. And you know, I told him I was like, hey, you know, because I, I mean, I think they're good songs, you know. So it's like. I, I, I find no reason for them to be offensive. I'm sure somebody fucking will. Like, there'll be some reason. But he's, he was working on that. I'm like, well, I'm going to start working on a conspiracy album because conspiracy talk's kind of out of place everywhere. So it's like, well, if I just put it all in one place, then it's like, if you just don't even want to hear about it, you don't have to. Uh, but it's going to be called The Bradster X-Files. It's like midway done. Um. And then, well, we got BXCH to the Mo. Uh, Makes beats. Lab with BXC and um, H2 and the man himself here, A to the Mo. Makes beats. Uh, yeah, that one's I'm excited about to see how it goes. So what I'm sure I mentioned it before, but I sent two beat packs out to start this year off, which was uh, to you and it's your boy H2.com. And, uh, Y'all are going to make a thing, which I just think you and H2 mix really well. You know, I just think y'all like when you just hear y'all separately, you're like, oh, yeah, I bet they can make some shit together. So um, I, I'm i excited to see all those go. So far, everything I've heard sounds good, you know, so I like. Well, that. it worked out perfect because I was actually had him in mind for a feature for the Conspiracy album. Uh, and then after that, I was like, well, you know, I had this other song and you and you had the. Uh, production on that so i'm like all right maybe we'll see what he thinks and then we like kind of pitched it as maybe for internet friends but like it you know and you were right it doesn't really fit the sound for that so then like you had the idea for this where it's just all kind of brain like here's some beats you know all kind of branched off that so i mean i'm excited to see where that goes too i got uh well we we got at least two songs i'm seeing here done but many more to come. Right. Yeah. And I, it just is exciting to see what H2 will do because he, he's so quick at coming back with stuff, but I know he hadn't had like access to it. So I just think once he gets in there, he'll probably start really getting into it, you know? So that'll be exciting. And, uh, uh, and he'll knock out 10 in a day. Right. Exactly. And he, you know, if he comes up with those Camelot lines, you know, you got to enjoy it. Right. And then I sent uh, CJ Jones, uh, who I hated on earlier, uh, him and Soko, I sent them a beat pack to do together because I thought that would be a fun combo. And Soko, I knew, was just down. And uh, I didn't know they actually had anything done. But CJ mentioned uh, the other day that they actually have uh, some songs in progress, but they don't give me any updates. So that's fun, too. I mean, I don't I don't mind one way or the other. Um, yeah, just I'm, a surprise. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and so I'm excited to see what they do. Um, and I'm right now working on a beat pack for Graveyard for Sir Nasty and, and Soko as well. Because I mean, I was anyway, but I just to shout them out to say that they're real ones. They uh, 
they paid me this week for you know some some songs um shit you know because they don't have distro kids so i don't get automatically paid but they like crunched the numbers and figured out percentages and sent me right. some money so i appreciated that uh you know a lot of people would not do that or follow through oh, with yeah, that not at all. so there's some real ones for sure and um so i was already working on this beat pack but you know, the certain ass has a certain sound and I really feel like I need to go listen to some bone thugs. Cause I'm not like outside of like crossroads or maybe first of the month or, you know, like I think that's their song. I don't even fucking know. Uh, you know, there, yep. there's a few bone thug songs I'm aware of and I've listened to, but I'm not like, go listen to, uh, the double disc art of war. That's the one I would suggest. If you want like aggressive, like bone thugs almost at their peak, I'd say it's probably their peak to me. Uh, it'd be that double disc there. Right, but I know like that's his biggest influence, you know, so might might try to get in that zone, uh, if you will. But also I have all this stuff I've been sampling. I know you've heard some of it, and I'm going to go ahead and send him that one that has like vocals the whole way through. Because I started thinking, I was like, I bet certain ass you could just rap over that. You know, he just For sure. yell some shit. But if you don't want to, that's cool too. But yeah, sampling all these vinyls makes me feel like a real hip hop producer. Um, and I know you've recently started your journey of making beats. What are you still at one I beat so my far? My first beat. Yeah. My first beat ever, guys. Hell Yay. yeah. Uh, it wasn't bad. I mean, I'm assuming you had like a melody loop or, or MIDI or something, or you might have made that. I don't know, but it sounded kind of like it. Um, so there's uh i just went on reddit really and what was it like one of the subreddits in there drum kit loop kits one of them found uh, those probably loop kits found a midi pack full of like loops but like i chop up the loops so it's not exact like i'll move the notes around and shit but it gives me somewhere to start because i have no idea what i'm fucking doing but i just like really wanted to make something and just like put sound like you know Put sound to to DAW, if you will. Like I just I wanted wanted to make a beat, and fuck, I was like, fuck it, I don't care. And it was like literally some of the first sounds I grabbed, and just wanted to see if I could do it. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I was mainly concerned with like just playing around with the melodies and like the VSTs and things and getting used to that. Um, but. I don't know. I could definitely see like getting addicted to it and just like making a ton of beats once I start learning more. And right. Well, it, it really is a journey and it's um, I think it's hard from a, from the outside to see it. And when, especially when you're going through it, cause it seems so hard and like, I mean, it used to take me like a whole day to make one beat, you know, like when I first started, I've said this many times, I watch busy works beats. He's really fucking slow, but you know, he's doing FL studio stuff, which is what I had. And so I watched it and it was real. So I just follow along, make what he made. And then that kind of taught me all the basics of all the stuff through doing that. And after a couple of weeks, I try to make my own, but it would take like all day, I mean, all day doing it. And it's so much of that. That's how I named my original beats was after the date I made them. And then eventually I started getting where I was naming them after the next day. And then I was like two months ahead of myself. And I was like, okay, I got to figure out a new naming system you know i can this isn't gonna work and so like over time you know you develop that and then like i've mentioned i think the first year i had my beat store i don't think really any of those beats were that good um but i had to do it you know i just had to go ahead and try and see but like none of my 808s were in key like with the the melody you know i mean they were in a minor you know but who knows what the fuck the melody was i just didn't know that shit you know and so over time you learn it or like all, none of my drums used to hit very well, but I've found something that works for me to put on my drum bus that kind of 
you know, boosts all the transients or whatever. So like you just start uh, slowly kind of developing your style, you know, to where even now, like, I don't feel like I'm that good at making like hype beats, you know, like really upbeat stuff. But I think I'm really good at making slow shit, you know, like I think all the stuff that like I'm making for the new me album, like bong hidden, you know, like everything that just sounds like that. I'm like, I kind of feel like I've got that down, you know, that whatever the fucking style that is, you know, so now I just kind of learn the next one. You just keep fucking going. Right. And and I mean, it is definitely, it's like almost easy to start, but hard to master. Like, and it's even, it's not even necessarily easy to start. I mean, I kind of, I knew a little bit. So, I mean, it wasn't like I was going in blind, you know, but I've also just recently switched DAWs. So, I mean, what I've been doing is, uh, I, I go to what channel is it? it's like Reaper Mania. I think it's a YouTube channel and this guy pretty much like breaks down Reaper from like beginning to end top to bottom. So I've actually just started like, and he's going over things that is just like, duh to me. But like, even on those videos, I learned like two or three things where I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't even know I could do this. Right. You know? So it's like learning producing has also like just made me learn my DAW better. Right. And that's, you a, that's a big part of it. Just learning the dog. Like I said at first I was watching a lot of FL studio, you know, based videos, but I now I watch just as many on in other dogs because I get, I understand what they're doing. I know how to do it in my dog. You know what I mean? Right. It just translates over. Yeah. So then you can start watching. So then I watch, you know, Kenny beats videos, but for a while, because he's using Ableton, I was like, I don't even fucking know what he's adding there. You know, like, I don't know what that is, you know, but like now I'm like, Oh, that's just a distortion. And I have a distortion plugin, you know, like you can kind of figure it out, you know, but it is hard at first. Cause it's so fucking foreign. Um, and I mean, Reaper's great. I would say the one thing it lacks is plugins. It doesn't have a lot of good stock plugins, but I mean, it's a great doll in general, you know? Right. I mean, I'm sure I haven't ever, the thing I see in other, Dawes, and I even see this argument on FL, so I'm probably gonna out myself as being like, you do it wrong or whatever. But I enjoy the way you can click in the, you know, the grids uh, on the drums in FL Studio. But I do see a lot of people they drag in their kicks. Right, like anytime there's a kick, it's because they literally have like the kick audio in the playlist, you know, like in the the shit. And I see people doing FL and other Dawes or whatever, right? But I never know if other Dawes have like the clicking in ability. And I'm sure they do, you know, I just haven't messed yeah, around I mean, with them. Um, I used Cubase. It had like a, they called it a snap. Um, like where it just snaps on the bar. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, I mean that too, but like, uh, I'm sure if you haven't used FLB, it's hard to see, but there's like a pattern, like, a you, 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 you make patterns, right? And I guess that is what makes them different. Cause you loop patterns. That's like the whole thing, way fruity loops works. But in that pattern, you know, you can just click stuff and make it like a little, I don't know, it's a little fucking section, but I see other people that they're like, when they're making kicks, like you're saying, like they snap it into this big playlist grid. Um, but, and I get, I would get used to it if I switched DAWs, but that's like the one hold up when someone's like, you should try another one. I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty, it's quick. really hard to change DAWs. I was kind of forced to, um, but I mean, I can't even get into some old projects. There's like, I'm kind of upset about it. There's a we actually had like this whole other shit release plan for after detour and lost it all because of fucking Cubase and and me not even exporting roughs. So 
Because I didn't, I didn't uh, see this problem coming. But now I have everything backed up on hard drives and shit with Reaper. I'm not fucking around now. It's, that pissed me off. Right. So after that fiasco. I've considered um, uh, buying the unlimited Google Drive and then just uploading everything to that like once a week. Does it like, take, it's like $3 like, a year or something. For now, and I just keep all the music on there. And it's not even like a third of the way filled. So, I mean... I'm doing okay for now. I mean, I have a backup hard drive, but because I work with physical hard drives a lot in my day job, I'm like, any of these can go at any time. Any of them from anything. It don't even fucking matter. It don't matter how new it is. It don't matter. Like, I've I've experienced it all. And so there is this problem. I'm like, I should just pay for however much money for online storage. Not not that I just say it seems like a lot of tech guys like tell me that. Like, back up your backups. Yeah, it's like, crazy. They're really just like really, really about it. You know, so it must happen a lot. Yeah. Well, I lost I had a one terabyte hard drive back when that was like a big deal in college, you know, and it was a Seagate and it was like an external hard drive. And now I understand how it works, but at the time I just thought it was so fancy. And um uh, I downloaded and pirated just so many TV shows. You know, like I was really big into that before streaming was oh, a thing. Yeah. And I had when I went on my honeymoon. I had 900 gigs worth of television shows on this hard drive and <laughs> it was, I was so proud of it. And then when I came home from my honeymoon. I guess it got too hot or something and uh, it was just done. And I lost all, I mean, I didn't have any of it. The only thing I had left yeah. was uh powwow had copied all of Stargate off of it on his computer and then maybe like the office. And so I went and copied those back onto something, you know, to have, but now I own, um, you know, the office DVDs. Um, it was, but yeah, it fucking sucked. But there's this at my job. Uh, we have like if someone gets a new computer, you know, and it's like a new type, we take their original hard drive and just keep it, and then we copy that to a new one, and then put that one in their machine. And then whenever their machine someday fucks up, we take that original and we copy that to a new hard drive. And like, so it is this like there is a method to it, and like it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but it also like every time someone's hard drive fucks up. You're like, well, I'm glad I have this because I do not have this at home. You're like, if my hard drive fucks right. up, I don't have a backup to my hard drive to just at all. To like, here we go, we're rebooting it up, you know. But I, I should just buy a hard drive and then go into work and use it to to back it up. But also SSDs are the new thing. All the new computers have those, and I we don't have a machine that can copy those at my job. But we're trying to find one to buy. And uh, they're very fancy, but they also look very fragile. And you look and you're like, oh god, this is gonna break. You know, I don't know, but they're, they're, they're mounted on. So I'm slowly learning more and more about computers as I have this computer ass job. So that's fun. That is like the number one benefit. It was like a fucking grand, you know? Yeah. I remember memory was real expensive. Yeah. Or you'll never use that much. Or like Ram, you know, like I, I have, uh, I think 24, gigs 32 gigs in my computer here you know what like it's so uh, such a fucking overkill but it's like uh you know and that would have been like fucking thousands of dollars like you know however long ago for that much but now it's like not even a thing it's just basic now yeah so it's pretty fun um how's your hunt going for a playstation 5 or are you hunting for one um it's kind of stopped because uh Every time they send me the invitation, then by the time I go to fill it out, it's like, oh, you're too late. It's it's like I one time I did it like five minutes after they sent me it, and I'm like, no, nah, 
I know I'm not too late. I, there's no way. Right. Like, why'd you even send me the fucking thing? You know, but I think at this point they're, they're making the rarity on purpose. Like, no, nah, no, I, I totally disagree. They, only because like this is hurting their stock value because they originally predicted they would sell like however many million and they've had to keep to never mind because they can't make them, you know, and like the switch is winning right now because they are simpler chipsets. And so they can keep making theirs, you know, it's not as a rarity, um, but I just, for whatever reason, cannot force myself to get a switch. Um, it's, it's junk to me. Like even the new, like she just got the new Pokemon and she loves it. And like, you know, I don't know nothing about it. So like, whatever, but looking at it, it's just like the textures and everything. It just all looks like dated. Right. It's just like this brand new game. Mario or not Mario Nintendo's uh, method at 3d games always seems to be like, they'll sacrifice texture over the other stuff. And so like, uh, like I mean, Mario 64 has no textures at all. You know, whenever they made that, it's so like, I do think that is kind of like the way they lean. And I, I mean, I know Nintendo's great or whatever. And like, I'm sure you'll have some opinions on this. Uh, for anyone that ha- didn't listen, go check out our hundred games. We fuck with uh, last time Brad was on. We talked about all the video games we love. Um, but Activision got bought by Microsoft and, you know, I still say Bethesda was a bigger deal to me personally. Cause I love Bethesda games, but uh, you know, people were like freaking out about it where I think it's clearly an overpay. Now who care? You know, gaming is like Microsoft's, you know, eighth most important division, you know, like they don't give a fuck, but like they paid so much money for Activision and call of duty. Right. And then uh, Sony for the last six months have been working out a deal to buy Bungie and that came out this last week. And so they've bought Bungie, but they're going to get to still be multi-platform. Yeah. They're going to still be multi-platform. They don't have to uh, go exclusive for now, which I think that just going to make the other Sony studios be like, the, why can't we sell our games on these other platforms? You know, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I personally, now, if I had an Xbox, I would totally own Game Pass. You know, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I do think this streaming world for video games is going to hurt video games in the long run. I just don't understand how it wouldn't. I mean, I see it's it'll uh, it's going to end up being like a lot like streaming music. I feel like soon how they got the PS now and well, you what, know, what everyone that, says is it's they're going to make they're making the video game Netflix. You know, that's what people are claiming. Right. But Netflix, they do make their own programs, but they're they their success was on other people's old programming, you know, but like video games doesn't work that way, you know, and they're wanting the idea that they're selling on Xbox is that for fifteen dollars a month, things would it cost at the moment that you'll get a new triple A game every three months, you know, once they're studios really get going and so would it be worth for you to pay 15 dollars a month for that i would say yes you know especially with the back games or whatever but if say someday they start making shorter games or they start making like well here's this part but then for the full version in the multiplayer suite or whatever then buy this right. thing you know like i just think eventually it's going to turn into that and i just enjoy where we're at now where you can just buy the games you want and then you have them i like that i'd like to go back to before or like a thousand updates. Like I just want like a finished game when it comes up because now it's like the suits are rushing these games out and then the game's not even done, you know, but it had to come out and right. you know, it's just, I'm over it. Like, like dying light too. I know you're excited about dying light too. And apparently before it's day one patch, like the thing, all the reviewers played, it was fucked. 
but they were like, well, don't yeah, worry. They're like, don't worry. The day one patch will fix all, you know, the thousand plus bugs. And it it is kind of like, well, you already delayed this game multiple times. So like, why not just, I don't know. I don't make it's games, a, but yeah, I get you. Example of it, you know, I feel like it was like being rushed out and it, you know, rather they said that or not, you know, if it's delayed a couple times, they're like, all right, all right, come on. Fine. Yeah, so it, like it's not done. Yeah, it is weird. I've I'm trying to I try to bring some snappy, but he got worked up about people not waiting on their medical cards last week. Uh, but like Horizon Zero Dawn, I watched a trailer or a gameplay footage of Horizon Zero. What is it? Horizon Forbidden West is the next one. And yeah. I haven't. I I platinumed uh, Horizon Zero Dawn the first time I played it. You know, so I haven't went back to play it since then, you know, but as soon as I watched that video, I was like, fuck, I forgot how much I enjoy this game. Like, this is like, I love this, you know, and so I really want to buy it day one. And I'm sure it's good because, you know, they're a first party studio and all that. But then I was like, honestly, everything goes on sale so fast. I feel like I'd be stupid to buy it day one for $70. Unless there's a reason for the pre-order. Like, I don't really have a reason to pre-order Elden Rings, even though I'm like excited for it. It's like, well, I can probably wait another month. And get it for like 40 bucks instead of 60 or 80. Yeah. Within mm-hmm. by July, for sure, both of those games, they will be like, you can get it probably for 35 to 40 bucks on some sale mm-hmm. if you just keep your eye open. You know, um, every Tuesday they put a, you know, PlayStation puts up that sale and it's like, uh, that's how I got Red Dead. I just waited and waited. Then I got the deluxe for whatever edition deluxe is called for uh, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever it was. Yeah, so I'm like, fuck, that's better than a hundred when it came out. <laughs> so that's really what I'm trying to do. What I've started to do is I'm I don't know if they have them on PS4. I'm sure they do, but you can add stuff to your wish list. Uh you just hard it or whatever. And then so now I look at my wish list every week when there's a sale, and I can just look at everything I've been wanting and I see if any of those things have are on sale that week, you know. Um so that's really what I'm trying to do. You know, like I for instance, I enjoyed Persona 5 okay. Um but they have a Persona 5 Royal and they're always trying to make me buy that game. It's always on the line. We games we think you'll like. And I'm like, I'm not paying that much money for a game I've already played, but then y'all put one new character in and they're selling for another fucking game. But uh once it's on sale, they'll give me a heads up. But this last time I was like, I still am not paying 30 bucks for it. You know, I gotta wait till it's cheaper. Well, another beef I have with this generation of gaming is like just recently, yesterday I beat uh Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, and- I was how you like that. Fucking, uh, I really liked it. Like, it, you know, it, it did kind of go on a little bit towards the end. But then I got to uh, Iki Island, which is the, like, DLC island. Yeah, I haven't played that. I haven't played that one. And honestly, it's, like, my favorite part of the fucking game. Like, I feel like it should have been the third island. Like, it should have been in the main game. There's no reason for this to be DLC. Like, it fi- and it even fit the story because in the main story, I ran across these, like, uh, only maybe once or twice, this group of Mongols that would like dance, and their the singing of these dudes would like give the other Mongols around them power or whatever, and make them stronger. And uh, it would be like one guy chanting, but like you never really got the story of it. Well, all the story of it's on this fucking DLC, but like you know, and it and it, it goes as far back as even Far Cry Three because you know that's one of my all time favorite DLCs is Blood Dragon, and I'm like this this is just like I don't know I I get why it didn't fit the game, but I mean some of these DLCs just are better or on par you know I don't know right I have mixed feelings part of the game I have mixed feelings on most DLCs 
like, because uh, in general, like the reason like the reason they weren't included with the game is they weren't done yet. You know, theoretically, you know, Iki Island they probably started getting making on as soon as it went gold. You know, their normal game went gold. Like, all right, let's start working on this one. Um, and or like Sucker- Resident Evil right now, I've been waiting forever for theirs for Village. It was supposed to come out on like the first month. They've completely canceled their multiplayer and fucking the DLC in the uh, story DLC. So it's like, what's the, what did I pay for? Right. Well, you know, the, and that's, <laughs> that's how things have changed. So like I was going to say is, you know, like I, the debate used to be, do you want DLC that's out day one with the game or do you want DLC that comes out later? You know, and as someone like I mentioned, like Horizon Zero Dawn, I beat that game when it came out. And by the time their DLC came out, I wasn't going to redownload that game to play an extra stage, you know? Right. And so to me, it wasn't worth it. So to me, I would say if I could have bought that as soon as I beat the game and it's like, do you want to buy this for $10 to do more? I'd be like, fuck yeah. You know, but to wait until after I'm done, you know? So I think there is this weird, like, it's hard to know, you know, when to do it. But like, I remember like dragon age back in the day. I felt like if you pre-ordered it, there was like an extra quest, an extra character, all this extra shit. But then people would bitch about that of like, well, you're locking parts of the game behind people paying extra you know or whatever and you're like i don't know it's the the world we're in these games cost so much money to make now it is not the same you know we paid 60 dollars for games for like 20 years as inflation went up and all this shit you know and it was like 20 bucks you know and some games are even cheaper on sales like we're saying we wait for sales uh so i think i understand why they have to charge more and if like some fucking millionaire's kid spends two hundred thousand dollars on a game so that some of us can get things better i don't know it's whatever i, go I mean bo- I, I go both ways why they do it. <laughs> i i feel like like the cosmetic and stuff like all that i can understand why they do it like you know if like you said if someone's gonna buy it why not give them the option to you know you don't have to buy it and a lot of it is like you know i see it and i wouldn't even want it anyway i'm like i'm really not gonna pay five bucks for this hat right like they have this digital hat but people will even and, when it's skill-based uh like, even if it, like, helped them in a game, I don't even care then. Because then you're just, you can, in my mind, I can say, like, well, they're buying an easy mode. You know, like, this developer is just charging them for an easy mode. You know, and that's fine. I wouldn't do it. You know, I don't ever play a game on easy, so I'll, like, try to, like. I think it shouldn't be allowed online for, like, multiplayer games because then it just ruins the balance. Yeah, for like, sure. They, I don't play many, many of those. But, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, anytime it's, like, pay to play, I'm just, like, I'm not even going to bother because there's somebody paying right now. Like, it's kind of like it, uh, it, um, the NBA 2K games. I don't know how wrestling is. You know, I know you might get the the WWE 2K someday. But, uh, you know, online, like that, that's the biggest thing is online. And I don't care at all about it. I just care about the single player. I want to make my guy and fucking play for the Thunder and do whatever. But, you know, people get online and they spend all this real life money on these coins that they could then use to make their guy better. But they can also use those coins to buy clothing or do, you know, do all kinds of shit. But most people use it to make their person better instead of just playing the games and earning the points. Now they have the biggest culprit probably is GTA with this. I've never, I never really done the online much, uh, but I do remember the shark cards would get, but I had so much money online because I was there at the beginning and they're like, we're sorry for the inconvenience. Here's a million dollars. Sorry for the inconvenience. Like like everything was broke. So I never found the need because I didn't play it enough. Um, But even then, if people buy money, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it just didn't bother me in that way, I guess. Well, just the new gray update. I looked at the now. This is if you bought every car, every fucking new piece of clothing, everything that was with it. I think it added up like over to uh, like fifteen hundred dollars. 
for every if you bought everything individually like with money and not like if you used a shark card yeah but could and, could you play the game and earn the money to do it very much well yeah it'll just take it had a set number of time hundreds of 100 hours whatever it was right. but yeah you could and and see in that way i think it's okay unless you're gonna nerf it like red dead online did which i played like an hour of and i'm like yeah fuck all this there was a star wars game that really got a lot of shit for it uh maybe battlefront 2 or something where it was like it would take you a thousand hours to unlock all the stuff but if you bought their cards that up the progression it would be like you could do it in 50 hours you know it's like it was something crazy different and i remember they got a lot of shit they had to take some stuff out of the game you know for publicity's sake um but I just don't, I don't, the only time I've ever gotten really, there's been two times I've gotten really into online stuff and it was actually both on the phone. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm probably not sure I played some online games on the consoles, but uh, me and Powwow play this game called Parallel Kingdom on Android. And I'm sure it was on iPhones as well. And it was an RPG, but it was built on Google Maps. So like the map was Google Maps and it used your location. So wherever you were at is where your character was at in the map. And then you could make a flag if you had enough like lumber and something else, and then that gave you like an, a range of motion and you could, so you could basically build flags to walk wherever. Um, but then I would go home to see my folks and I would appear there, you know, and I'd build a, a base there. And it was all like this territory control sort of game, but you fought like there would be like goblins and shit you fought. And we were obsessed with this game for like a year. And then I was not anymore. And then powwow still was, and he was spending like real life money, you know, to like get the extra coins and shit. And I was like, bro, this game has like no graphics. It's just a head floating on a fucking Google maps. I can't believe you're spending money on it. It's like one day it clicked. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> right. And then, uh, the next time I got really into it is there was this game and I'm sure it still exists called animation throwdown. And it combined King of the Hill, which is my favorite Bob's burgers, like a lot Futurama, um, American dad and family guy, those five cartoons and all the car, it was like a card game all based on those cards. And there was like the, the gimmick was you combine stuff. So like if you have a Bob and you have a beer, you combine them when you get like drunk Bob, but it's not just drunk Bob. It's like something from some episode where he got drunk. Right. And then there was like stats on the cards and you fought shit. But I was like in a fucking guild and I spent probably like, five dollars a month on card packs you know i didn't go too crazy but i did buy some card packs here or there and like you know i was in my guild trying to work and there was like these events every week and i was like on my phone just grinding it out and then uh i got a new phone and i went to go log in and it claimed my i couldn't log in that account and i contacted their customer service and i got really pissed about it but in the end i'm glad it happened because then i wasn't addicted to that game anymore you know see i haven't had a problem with mobile games but it's been more of like I've made it that way. Like if I see myself playing the game too long, I just, I'm like, all right, enough of this. And I really didn't play them unless it gave me some reward, like one of those misplay apps or one of those. So I'd like, all right, well I'm playing this so I can get like Amazon gift card. So, you know, at least it's like earning me something, you know, by doing it. Oh, and that was a big thing in both those games I just mentioned where you could like watch ads for other games and then it would give you currency in that game to See, do shit the one i do now is uh coin hunt world which is location based and it's like uh they give you like crypto rewards for driving around and like unlocking um like little lock boxes that are around and because you know i drive around for my job it's perfect 
you know, like I know where all the spots are now, so I don't even really I just pull up and do it real quick. And it's like a dollar in Bitcoin or ETH or whatever. And fucking, uh, I've probably made like, you know, I, don't know, I made it, I made more than you think just doing it. So I mean, it was pretty fun. Uh, I got the wife into it too. So she's got her own like account going. And I don't know. I'd say that's probably like the the most into a mobile game I've been, and I'm really like still not even that into it. It just makes me a couple bucks a day, so like so you know, so it's like it's really the only reason I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Since making beats and everything, like I don't, I don't know if that factors into it, but I've just I spend no time playing games on my phone anymore. Um, but I used to, you know, I used to fucking, you know, it was all cool. Like I've mentioned here, but yeah, now I'm like, I'll just watch a YouTube video about something that, you know, I need to learn, I guess, you know, like I try to stay in that mode if I can. Yeah. I'm either writing or I'm like learning about producing or my doll or something. It's generally something to do with music. Like, you know, even cover art and shit, you know what I mean? So every once in a while I will, and this is fun because I never, I always hated let's plays and I hated people watching people play video games and then finally one day it just like clicked in my head of like, I used to watch my cousins play or my friend, you know, it's not that weird, I guess. Um, but now like if someone has a well-produced, you know, little 30 minute video of them playing some game that I haven't necessarily seen, I'm like, Oh, I'll check this out. This is kind of, you know, pretty fun, but I also enjoy it for like PC games. You know, like I'd rather watch someone play like a civilization type game than watch someone play something with a story, you know, cause I don't, I don't, well, I don't want you to ruin the story for me. Yeah, so that's what makes it hard to watch them because it's like usually if I'm watching it, it's like either because I really, really like the game or because I'm like trying to like see if I want it or not. I don't want to like go too far and you're like, damn it. Well, that's ruined. I'll see if I can find this video. I brought up on here a few times, but I'll send it to you. Of uh, I think it was in Rust, which I've never played that game, but I've always been really curious to those sort of games where it's like a online survival Thing, you know, I don't love online games, but it's something about it piques my interest. And it was like how they started this drug cartel on their server of Rust, because on Rust, like part of it is you can grow marijuana and sell it, you know, for money or whatever. But it was like an hour long, like little mockumentary, I guess you could say, because you know, it wasn't it was based in this fucking video game. But it was so good. Like I mean, I just fucking was like glued to my fucking screen at work one day. Like God damn it! Like if I would watch this as someone, you know, uh, like they put time into it and shit. He did that. Um, I don't know. The part of the same guy. There was a guy that did that though with uh, Daisy. He made like hour long videos. It was a whole series. Right. It was really just him playing the game. But it was I got like so involved for no reason. Yeah, that, like, it's pretty interesting, you know. And I always used to hate on that stuff. So I'm like, I bet I could find some. But it's also the ones people hear like I don't care at all about shooters, you know. So it's weird because that's like the most popular genre in video games. And so like the most popular people you hear about, they're all just shooting shit right like i don't care about that you know or whatever but i watched this one recently because i i liked uh sim city as a kid you know we brought that up i think on our uh uh, video game episode because you like sim city as well and i wanted to get into city skylines and i have it on playstation and i think they actually gave it away you know they gave away the roller coaster game this month to people uh on playstation plus it's very good as well but i wanted to get into it but i every time i play it it's like something just isn't that fun you know, so I watch this video where it's like a real city developer plays city skylines, you know, and he's trying to make like the perfect city. And like that was pretty Thanks, fun because he had like insights and shit to like, well, in a real city, you would do this, this or this. And uh, but then after I watch it, I had no desire to play it myself. So maybe it isn't good. I don't know. 
I did want to uh, check it out, but it's PS5 only. Ah. But I still got it to the library. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, the roller coaster one, I mean, even on PS5, it ran kind of, it could have ran better. So I, yeah, even if that, if they have a PS4 version, I probably wouldn't recommend it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And if it's chunky on the five. Right. And, and the PS5 one was good. I didn't beat it, but I also wanted just roller coaster tycoon. And it's the closest I've ever played to roller coaster tycoon that isn't, but the way they do their like, and here's a level and do these three things. Now the level's over new level accomplish these three things. You know, and sometimes you're like, I just want to keep playing with my park. I made, you know, like, right. but then when there's no like, goals anymore you also lose that desire so it's it's a tricky balancing act with the simulation games it is it, you have to be in like a special mood for it now unless I, it's your thing you know i did think the ufc4 game this month uh i think's been great i've i've already mastered it it took me two days um but i've also you know i played all the previous ones you know so i'm really familiar with the buttons and stuff uh but I, i've had a lot of fun the last couple of days just uh destroying everybody in the first round and so i'm like well i guess this next time i'll go to the hard difficulty if i make another <laughs> fighter or whatever but uh right it's funny because i made my guy look all fat and kind of like me and uh, i'm fighting like francis nagano who's like this fucking shredded up six foot eight you know marble and i'm just fucking kicking him in the head knocking him out my shitty looking self <laughs> i'm like yeah <laughs> and i and i do this dumb golf clap celebration so i look like the biggest fucking asshole or whatever. <laughs> uh, I've had quite a bit of fun with, with that game this month for some reason. Um, I don't know what else I'm going to get next. I'm going to try not to get anything new. I'm going to wait till things go on sale. And I also have a whole fucking back catalog of shit. Cause if you get a PS five, they'll give you the PS plus game collection, which is like 20 of the best PS four games. Uh, you just have. Oh, wow. And so I still feel like I should check out like crash bandicoot. I never played that one. Um, yeah, that's good. there was that one with the fucking bird dog. Can't remember the name of it that I, everyone acted like it was critically acclaimed. Was there like some boy and there's like a big bird dog monster you're trying to help get out of a temple? It's from the guy who made Shadow of Colossus, and people love that shit too, but I've never played it. Oh, um, damn. Yeah, that one's on there. And Final Fantasy 15 is, and I used to love those games, but I don't really like the modern ones as much. Last so. Guardian last guardian that was it so there's all these <laughs> i have all these games in my backlog just downloaded because i we mentioned hard drives earlier i have a, a hard drive for my ps4 games that i store them all on and so i just have all these games and i'm like i need to play any of these and but i just, it's so hard to choose the right backlog game i don't know there's so much pressure i'm on actually it. dragging out my game because i don't know what to play next and it's like i keep telling myself it'll be elden rings but then i still want to wait for it to be on sale so i'm like but i'm gonna wait for it to be on sale so i didn't like, know if I didn't know who was making Elden Ring and I haven't seen a lot about it, but I saw a little bit of gameplay footage about a week or two ago and I was like, Oh shit, this looks awesome. But I just know how much I hate souls games. And so I'm just not going to spend money on something I might hate. I heard it'll be more like accessible, but you know, it's still from, so yeah, we'll see. I imagine maybe, maybe I give bloodborne a third shot, you know, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been there before. Uh, I'm Jedi Fallen Order. I mentioned that on here a while ago when I bought it. It is very much a Souls-like. It, I thought it was very good, but it just got to a boss that was like 
so stupid that you just I had to keep fighting the same boss over and over and over. And I was like, I just don't understand how this is enjoyable. And then I I saw people say it is a souls like, but their bosses aren't designed as fairly or as well. And I was like, I guess, you know, I mean, I, I agree with that, you know, because it was hard. But um, I don't know. They, so it lost me, you know, it all lost me because I was like, I don't want to keep fighting the same boss over and over. But it was good. Yeah. For any Once it starts being fun, at, like especially now that I'm older and shit, it's like I'm not gonna force myself to keep doing it if it's not fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think it also didn't help that I was playing Metro Exodus at the exact same time, and it was like just a fun shooter, you know? Like I don't know. It was like, hey, there's mutants, and you're in Russia where everyone's, you know, there's like nuclear shit in the air, and I don't know. You're shooting shit and having fun, looking for the homeland. I was like, man, this is great. This is what video games You had Metro about. in mind the whole time playing Star Wars. That's why you were yeah. thinking like, I'm going to play this better game. Yeah. Well, honestly, I would say everyone would say the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is a better game. Uh, it, it's beautiful. It's really well made, but it was just like, it wasn't as fun for some reason as the other game. It's hard to explain. Yeah. I mean, graphics aren't everything, you know? Yeah. It's very true. Very true. That's why Pac-Man's still fun. All right, man. Is there anything we need to bring up before we get off here? Uh, no, I don't think I'm good. All right. Well, uh, be on the lookout for all your future projects. Uh, earlier, again, I mentioned Karma's Remix Challenge. I don't know if she's going to announce that, but Brad, I think you should just kill that and get first place. You know, it could be your first uh, feature with Karma. And um, anyone else out there, yeah, of course, also attempt. For sure, for sure. And, you know, as always, thank you for having me. Yeah, man. And uh, like I said, someday we're going to try to do multiple people on the same podcast. That's the plan. So uh, we'll have to get you and CJ on the same page someday um, or something like that. He he can't even get, you know, get up on these songs. I know. he's He waited till the last second for Internet Friends 3. And then I thought he was joking when he was saying he's going to do it again on Internet Friends 4. But, like, I... He has one I haven't heard anything from that he's had forever. And then we were like, this is how we want him on this other song. And I'm like, I'm going to put all the pressure on him. We'll see what happens. But um, if it, the if Internet Friends 4 is delayed, y'all know whose fault it is. That's all I'm saying. CJ. So, all right. Peace, bro. Later. When I introduce you, I'm going to say... This is a friend of mine. That means you're a connected guy. Now, if I said instead, this is a friend of ours, that would mean you were a made guy. A capiche? Yeah, friend of mine, friend of ours. Yeah. What, do I, what do I call you, friend of ours? Or... Your fucking mouth shut about me. So many men will shake your hand and play pretend. Fake friends, they chase trends to gain bread. I can hear you talk behind my back. Gotta cut through all the grass to snap off a snake's head. Got a problem? All you gotta do is speak to me. Talking to me recently like you look at us equally. I know secretly you've been having it in for me. We can do this decently or have your family in mourning. I don't really wanna go that route. Can't ride with a motor mouth. That ain't what I'm about. All that trash that you're talking, throw it out. Catch your ass moping on the couch. I've been scoping at your house. Not really. But I could be and you wouldn't even know it. Head blowing up from your ego growing. Think you're diva, but you're not. Not taking what I got. Got demons and they not easy go. This is you, Donnie. You think this is some joke, huh? What? You think this is funny, huh? Donnie, listen to me, Donnie. I know you know, all right? And I know you know I know you know. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm always right. Why is the guy's always right? Even when he's wrong, he's right. All the way up the line. Connected guy, the wise guy, the skipper, the boss. Slurping, serpent, getting soaked in some detergent. People keep on lurking. When the fuck is they gonna learn it? All that lurking, being done with the wrong person. Shows over, get choked with a long curtain. Under your bed like Maurice, I'm strong. Merkin, stomping your skull till your jaw jerking. I break you like wishbone. Fuck what angle y'all working. I never split, so bitch, load your banana. And get clipped on the spot with this hammer. Say goodnight to the bad guy, pajama rama. Caught on camera, I'm king like Rodney, one with the streets. Bitch, you got me bottled up like a fan, ready to pounce like a panther mixed with a lion. Call me Brian Fantana with the frying pan man I put you bitches in the corner for heaven And bad manners mark you off like it's part of my list I have planners and missing half like a fat sack of planners When it's time to bandit, leave your stranded Looking for the next door round like Ned Flanders You think I'm a fucking rat? How many times I have you into my own house? Twice a week, twice a week at least Yeah, there it is, at least If ever I had any money, I'd give you I never had any money, but if ever I had hundred bucks in my pocket. I gave you 50, right? Yeah, you did. If you're a rat, then I'm the biggest fucking mutt in the history of the mafia.